welcome. You are listening to the Chi Podcast, the place dedicated to educating and supporting parents and professionals, hosted by Dr. Sandy Munoz, CEO of the Children's Healing Institute. We tend to speak our own love language to express love to others in a language that would make us feel loved. But if it is not his or her primary love language, it will not mean to them what it would mean to us. Gary Chapman. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Chi Podcast. So, do you know what your love language is? How do we show our family, children, spouses, and friends love? Being in a relationship and expressing our love to another is like a dance. How we engage and interact has its own steps and rhythm. Sometimes it can flow like a waltz, and other times we are stepping on each other's toes. However it goes, we need to learn the steps to the dance, or the language on how to express our love. Today, I am so excited to be speaking with Lori Marie Huertas. She is a bilingual professional who loves being part of companies that transform lives. We will be talking to her about the love language, what they are, and how do we express them. Hey, Lori, it's Sandy. I'm so happy that you're able to join us for our Chi podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, Sandy. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, so I currently live in Tennessee. Um, I'm not that far from Nashville. I was born in New York, raised in Puerto Rico. I am a proud Army mom. My son is in Fort Campbell, which is not that far from where I am. I have two amazing grandsons. I have my master's in counseling psychology, and my focus was marriage and family. I'm also the author of a book called Papa Scooter, Legacy of Love. Wow, that is impressive, and we are so grateful for the service of your son. So kudos to him. So thank you for that. So today we are going to be talking about the love languages, and I am so excited to learn more about them. Um, I've done a little bit of reading. It's not something I know a lot about. So can you help us understand what the five love languages are and some examples about how they're expressed? Yeah, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Okay. And um, so I'm going to go through each one of them. Words of affirmation is really when um, somebody prefers, they feel loved when they receive compliments. And words of affirmation is interesting, Sandy, because a lot of people think it's verbal, but Mm -hmm. it could be written as well. So even if you send someone a note, write them a nice email, um, do cards like we used to do back in the day, mailing cards, it's just giving them words – that really um, affirm that you care about them or that you appreciate them. So that is, um, that's the first one. Quality time is where people like to be around the person. And so Mm -hmm. they want every chance that they could be next to you that makes them happy. So face-to-face conversations, it could even be Zoom in these times of COVID, um, but preferably in person, going on long walks, taking trips, Anything where they're spending time with a person. Um, another one is acts of service. And acts of service is where someone feels loved when you start helping them out with chores. It could be like, for example, I think of, so there's, um, with the five love languages, there's a couple of versions of the book and we'll talk about that later. 
But with military families, a perfect example of acts of service that a military wife gave me was that before her husband was deployed and had to leave to go to another country, he made sure to change the oil in her car, to clean her car, um, and take care of the maintenance. So it's Aww. just like a way to show um, the other person that you care by doing some type of acts of service. Okay. So that's the second. That's the third one. The fourth mm-hmm. one is gifts. And gifts doesn't have to be anything expensive. It's not like you have to go and spend out $1,000 on the person. Anything that you give them, just a random gift. Um, and, you know, it's really important for people that have this love language that you not forget their anniversary and birthdays because <laughs> that's, like, really – it's important to everyone. I think it right. could be second language. But for people that gifts is their first one, it means a lot to them. And – I have an example about the gifts one, Sandy. So okay. I was asked to do um, the version of the five love languages in the workplace. So there's a version of the book called The Five Love Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. Mm-hmm. And when I was called in, I was called in because this company was having issues with employee morale and employee mm-hmm. retention and a lot of employees' um, um, absence. And so when I met with the group, it was probably a group of 50 employees at this company. There was a lady in the room, and as soon as she left the room, everyone in the room was like, oh, my God, she's the problem. She's why we're here. And oh, I was no. Like, Wait a second. That's not really nice. You know, hold on. Like, let's, you know, tell me what you're talking about. They're like, she's always in a bad mood. She's always saying negative things. She's always starting drama. She's. And so I said, well, let's get through this training, and your homework is to figure out what her love language is, and I'll talk to you about some suggestions on how the love language is going to help all of you get along. And they were like, okay, yeah, whatever, we'll try. I don't think there's any hope, but okay. So did the training, figured out her love language was gifts. And so I sent her out of the room to go do a project, like make copies of something for me so that she would leave and she didn't feel like we were talking about her. And I told everyone, okay, now that we know her love language is gifts, what else did you guys notice about her today when I asked her to write on the board? What color did she pick to write with the marker? And they were like, purple. I said, what color shirt was she wearing today? Purple. So what do you think her favorite color is? They were like, purple. I was like, all right. (laughs) So here's here's your here's your here's your homework because I got to I got to meet with them two or three times. So mm-hmm. I had the first time and then I had the follow up and then I had like another follow up, you know. So I said next time I want to hear what happens. But your homework is is to try to put things on her desk when she least expects it. That's purple. And then when we come back next time, we'll talk about that. So they did it. When they came back the next session. She was, like, so happy. She walked in the room. She gave me a hug. And she was like, oh, my God, ever since you did that training, things have been better at work, you know. And so I asked the group when I got her to leave again, (laughs) and I asked them, what did you do? They started putting post-it notes that were purple on her desk. They put, like, a purple pen. They started emailing her um, saying, like, you know, we appreciate you with like purple like things and just little gifts that they're and things that they were doing to really show her. So the love languages does it's a lot of people think it's just for relationships with couples, which 
the example I gave you before was an army military couple. But mm-hmm. this example is in the workplace. So the love languages really can make a difference with all relationships that we have in life. So wow. the fourth one, going back to the hug, is physical touch. So okay. physical touch is people that are very hands-on. And so they do like to get hugs. They like to hold hands. And during times of COVID where everybody's really careful about social distancing, with physical touch, there's other creative ways that you could do it, like the fist bump or even a pat on the back. Um, and so, like, I've seen people do the Zoom where they both put their hand on the screen. So little things like that would be um, an example of physical touch. Okay. Those are the five. Okay. So words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Yes, ma'am. So how do we know, like, you were talking about, the, you know, I guess my question is, how do you figure out what someone's love language is? Like, you know, how how can I tell it in my partner or in my kid? Yeah. So let me so let me tell you about with a partner. So when I used to do marriage and family therapy, well, specifically couple therapy, <laughs> um, the most of the time, the issue that the couple would come into my office to complain about was correlated with a love language that wasn't being met. For example, the wife would say something like, he doesn't love me. You know, I get home from work. I have I have a bad day, and he keeps hugging me. I don't want to be hugged. I just really don't understand why he can't pick up after himself. He can't do the dishes. He doesn't, like, you know, even wash the car. I just don't get it. Well, her love language was acts of service. His love language was physical touch. So he loved her. He was just showing her his love language, and she was expecting him to show her hers. So once we did the test and they realized that, then, then they were able to do things and feel like their love language was being met. So the way that you could do it is looking at how people express their love to you, what is that they complain about the most? Um, what Listen to um, how they express love to others. And then give them choices between two options in regard to, like, um, the love languages. So, so, like, a hug versus a gift or words of affirmation versus quality time. And that's a good way to figure out what their love language is. So it's actually like something if you have a team, you can actually have a conversation about it and, and pretty much say what means more to you kind of type of thing or yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And no, no. And actually there's a book called The Five Love Languages for Teens. Um, with teens, it's funny, Sandy, I always tell parents that teens like it when you keep it real. And right. so with a teen, I would say, hey, what do I do that gets on your nerves? Like, I would totally humble out as a parent and say that to the kid. What do I do that gets on your nerves? Or what do you feel that you wish I would do more of? And that's a good way to start the conversation where the teenager doesn't feel like he's being, he or she's being attacked and Mm -hmm. it gives them, and they'll more likely open up that way. And is it something that it changes as we grow or is it always the same? That's a real good question, Sandy. Yes. So, as we grow, our love language can change. So I have met people where it stays the same, but things that happen in life, go through a divorce, 
military families when they transition from um, maybe the the military person, whether it's the the wife or the husband, they were deployed and now they're at home full time. Maybe uh-huh. death, someone passes away. Those type of things can cause the the love language to change because just like a lot of things in life, love languages are fluid. They're not really fixed. And does it change because you change in how you're thinking? I guess my question is what causes the love language to change if you want, like, physical touch? Why would yeah. you go from physical touch to, let's say, you know, affirmation or something? Yeah, so I'll give you a perfect example of me. So okay. my mom my mom passed away about a year ago, actually yesterday. I'm and, sorry. Um, yeah, and so before my mom passed away, my whole life, I feel like my love language was physical touch, whereas I felt loved if I got hugged, um, all of that type. Ever since my mom passed away, I'm like, I don't, I'm kind of anti-hugs. I give them, but not as much as I used to. And I think it's because it's a um, coping mechanism so that I don't start crying. Because I think when I get a hug, it reminds me of her, and then it makes Mm -hmm. me cry. So, yeah, it is kind of, um, it could be mental, like, you know, something that causes you to, to react differently. So I feel like now... My love language is more um, quality time. Even if I'm five minutes with someone, it just means a lot to me, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to where it used to be physical touch. Wow. That's so interesting. So I guess, like you were commenting, too, with couples, if there's – and I guess this isn't just always the sole case, but if there is some struggles in relationships – and then it can pretty much be because you're just, like you said, that, that husband and wife, you're not communicating in the language that really speaks to that person. Yeah, that's definitely true because what happens is is that the other, the person feels they may feel unloved, they feel unappreciated, they feel drained, kind of like the the wife I was telling you that was like, man, he doesn't love me. I come home from work and he doesn't do anything around the house and he's hugging her like you know what i'm saying but she's right. not getting the love language that that she that she desires and then when it causes couples to feel unappreciated or unloved that's when the fights that's when the fights start you know and then it's it's almost like um if you think of someone speaking two different languages someone speaking chinese and someone speaking english and mm-hmm. They're trying to read each other's face and, you know, maybe even do sign language to figure out what the other person's trying to say, but they don't get it. So understanding the language is really an opportunity for um, people in general to better understand each other. And how can we use the love language to nurture our children? Yeah, so with physical touch, um Something super simple that the kids like is a high five. Um, I saw this video with this teacher that before the kids would go into the classroom, she would give them options of what they do, and she would do it every morning. And one of the options was a high five. The other option was um, they would dance together. And then the other option was she would, like, have a, like a sign that has, like, a, a positive word, like, you're beautiful, you're great, you're smart. 
And they would get to pick from the three things. And it's so cool in what she was doing without realizing it. She was nurturing the kids by letting them show them her her love language. So with wow. physical touch, the kids that were um, asking for the high five, I bet you anything, their love language was, was um, physical touch, you know. Right. And maybe right. the ones where they wanted to dance with her, that, that was quality time because they're doing something together, you know. So with the words of affirmation for children, you can even do this when you draw with them, writing words, putting little notes in their lunchbox, painting rocks, and putting positive words on the rocks. Those are some examples. For quality time, just spending time with them, walking, walking around maybe together around the house, um, doing things together like looking at the stars together, Bringing them with you when you go different places and really important is stopping what you're doing and making eye contact when they tell you something. I think that's something that everybody should do <laughs> with everyone, not just kids and with all kids, regardless of the love language. But with right. children that their love language is quality time, the fact that you would put down your phone and look them in the eye really shows them that you're with them, you know? Right. And yeah. But um, so then another um, love language is the gifts, and in doing that, it could be something really small. So I know with the military, they give each other military challenge coins, and so um, even like someone whose gift is military, um, I'm sorry, is gifts, giving them like a little token means a lot. Um, even giving them a flower, even homemade things like the little like cards that are homemade means a lot to children if their love language is gifts. And then okay. for acts of service, kids like it when you um, carry them to bed, when you um, read a book with them, and um, and you actually help them put the book away in the, in the bookshelf, so you're taking mm -hmm. the book and putting it away, making them a drink and bringing it to them, um, and then doing a chore that they normally do. Brushing their hair is another one that um, could go with quality time and acts of service because you're spending okay. time with them, but you're actually doing, like, acts of service. What I didn't ask was, can you have more than one love language? Good question. Yes, ma'am, you definitely can. Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. And is there, like, I guess a question, like, I think if I ask my teenage kids, oh, I like all of them, but is there really, is it just, like, two love languages that people answer to and the other ones don't mean as much or yeah so, um, there, so there's um there's a website and it's um www.fivelovelanguages.com and mm -hmm. all of this is based on a book by gary chapman called the five love languages there okay. is a free quiz sandy that people can take there and what it'll do it'll tell you with all the five languages, it'll give you a score so the highest score is your first primary love language, and then the next score is the second love language. So okay. I've seen, of course, people get scores on all five, but I've never seen anyone get the, the same score on all five. I right. have seen people get the same score on two. So oh, I have okay. seen that where two of them are tied, but I've never seen more than two. Okay. This has been just an amazing um information to learn about because it's so useful and everything like you're saying just your relationships children the workplace 
I'm so happy that you were able to share this with us today. And I know that you mentioned um book by Gary Chapman. So I'm going to yes. put his information on our on our show notes and then as well as that the website you told me the five lovelanguages.com uh, yes. so people can learn about their love language and maybe figure out what their love language is for their children as, as well that might be you know something useful for parents so so appreciative Lori is there anything else that you would like to share with us that um, would be useful for our families well I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and I also wanted to let any teachers, because I think it's Teacher Appreciation Month, happy Happy Teacher Appreciation Month. There is a book for teachers. So there is a five love languages that teachers can use in the classroom because it oh, can okay. really help with classroom management. Understanding okay. the love language can get the kids to um, better um, connect in the classroom. It's amazing. So, so grateful that we were finally able to make this recording work. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. Technology is a challenge, but we Technology worked it. Technology is a challenge, yep. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate it so much, and certainly wishing your family, your son, safety. And once again, thank you for his service. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is all for now, my friends. Wishing everyone health and happiness. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to our message today. If you're interested in our organization, please visit our website at www.childrenshealinginstitute.org. And don't forget to follow us on our other platforms by searching the Children's Healing Institute in the search bar. See you next week.